Stephen Kruetis on SAFM. Okay, in KwaZulu-Natal, the Africa Travel in Daba starts today. It's a huge event around tourism, around encouraging people to travel. You know how important tourism has been to our economy over the years, the problems we've had during the pandemic. Well, one of the people there attending, playing a role... Maybe for various reasons. I don't know how you'll feel about me describing him like this. Perhaps the most famous, one of the most famous journalists of our times. It's CNN's Richard Quest, and he joins us now. Richard, good morning. It's lovely to have you on SAFM, and thanks for your time. Oh, delighted. I am this morning. I'm speaking to you, Stephen, from walking along the seafront at the Bay of Plenty in Durban, where the rain has finally stopped, and it is a glorious morning. Absolutely glorious. You're a busy person. You're literally all over the world. Why did you decide to come to the African Travel in Durban? The African, I've been many times to the Indaba here in Durban, and by the way, it usually rains. Um, But it's an important thing because it's a representative of the whole of Africa. It's not just South Africa, it's Southern Africa. It encompasses many countries, up to 20 different countries. And, And I think the importance is tourism is the understated. It is almost, you know, Stephen, I, I, I sometimes despair because everybody wants tourists. Everybody wants tourism and the money that comes from it. But I think what's now happening is a realization that you have to put investment into it. People won't just turn up because you say we've got a nice beach or a few nice casinos. And why I think in Darba is important is that realization. Tourism is a complicated, difficult industry. And Stephen, here's the key. It's important because it it, it allows people at the lower level of income to get into an industry. It brings people in, it raises people out of poverty, and I think Indaba is a good example of how you can promote an industry. Um, You, as you say, you know what tourism does for our economy around the world, and and the good thing is you don't need to learn uh, too much. You don't need to study for 12 years to go into tourism. Um, At the moment, though, I mean, travel seems to be becoming more expensive. There was the pandemic Uh, in Europe. I know people talk all about, you know, in Europe, particularly it's around Russia and Ukraine. Is the sector, the tourism sector, is it beginning to recover? Is it going to go through another couple of rough years? Oh, it's more than recovering. It is booming. And that's a big problem in its own right. Uh, we've got you've got basically three people, different types of people. You've got visiting FVFR, fa- visiting family and relatives, friends and relatives. Those are back on the road. You've got people making up for lost time. And crucially, and I think this is where Africa comes into it. You've got the bucket list. I mean, if I ask you, Stephen, where would you like to go? Where have you not been? And Now, of course, you see, the pandemic made us realize life is short. And so people are traveling. I came down here from London. I mean, BA, British Airways, has two A380s to Joburg, and they are heaving at the doors. So Southern Africa, South Africa, certainly can look forward to a very strong tourism recovery over the next year or two. If it gets its policies right, if it gets its product right and if it gets the execution of that product right too there's a lot of you you mentioned investments part of that would be getting e-visa systems to work and things like that Uh. (laughs) oh good luck on that one good luck on that Hmm. um 
I must ask, Richard, I mean, when we talk about encouraging people to come to South Africa, so we need more money, we need more investment, we need the systems to work. Yeah. Uh, do we also need to sell ourselves in some way? I mean, that, that you, you talk about it, it's booming, absolutely, but it's also very competitive and there are a lot of places that people can go. Yes, yes, and yes again. First of all, on the e-visas, it's not easy e-visa, and I sympathise with the uh, the Home Office and the Home Affairs Ministry in dealing with this. But you got to get it right, and that means investment, and that means procurement, and it means getting it right. Every, the US managed it with ESTA. The European Union's doing it with its e-visa system. First of all, decide which countries don't need visas, then put in place a robust e-visa system. Nothing will deter people more if you have a crappy e-visa system and your neighbor is and your neighbors is working. That's the first. Second, you're totally 100% on the nail. Investment in the product investment in the ability to get here, the airlift, investment in the infrastructure. I I have a lot of arguments with people in the tourism industry because they all want to make it seem like it's up, you know, <clears throat> everybody benefits. The rising tide lifts all boats. Yes, up to a point. But I somewhat uh, Hobbesian, I see tourism as sometimes as a zero-sum gain. What do I mean by that? If they come here, they don't go there. If they go there, they don't come here. So yes, South Africa does have to realize that um, it is in stiff competition, uh, both intra-Africa and long, medium and long haul. It is in stiff competition because let's face it, you go to South Africa or you go to Mauritius. Go to Seychelles, I'm going on long haul. Should I go to Southern Africa? Should I go to Southeast Asia? different product but you're all competing for the same tourist dollar yen pound and euro richard you have an almost as a journalist i think a uniquely global view of what's happening around the world at the moment you speak to people from literally all over the place and i think in south africa we're feeling like we're having a really tough time and we are and i know that you're aware of our load shedding you've seen it for yourself our power problems um there's news this morning 38 percent of south africans feel their lives are going to get worse over the next five years are we different from what's happening in other places are other people having as tough a time as we are and obviously it depends where in the world you are I think the answer to the uh, is yes, <laughs> uh, everywhere else is having a tough time. Um, the poverty rates are rising, the health rate, the, the those people who are not. I mean, let's take the UK, for example. You know, the, the strikes in the health service have means those people on hospital waiting lists has risen. Uh, the number of poverty in the US, if you look at the number, I mean, across the world, as a result, we all thought coming out of the pandemic because we were so successful, we all thought, hey, that's over. Yep. But there's a long lasting tale, a long, nasty tale of the great financial crisis, the pandemic, the uh, higher interest rates and inflation that came as a result. And yes, we are getting poorer in many cases at all levels, by the way. The only problem, of course, is those that are lower down feel it more. When you have food inflation of 40 to 50 percent. Last week I was in Hungary, in Budapest, where food inflation is 45 percent. The rate of inflation is over 25 percent. That gives you an indication. So clearly people are going to be worse where I think you have managed to shoot yourselves in the foot, both feet at the same time 
is, of course, the load shedding, the power problems. Last night uh, in my hotel, halfway through the evening, the lights go off. Yes, the generator kicked in within seconds, but it is a reminder that in this uh, in this economy, which is quasi-developed economy, there is still this very serious problem of power, which will necessarily mean, and it will last for some time to come. Let's let's be clear about this, Stephen. There's no there's no quick magic answer uh, to the power problems. It's taken many years to get this bad, and it'll take several years before it gets better. Uh, you watch the world, as I say. You strike me though as a natural optimist. Have I understood you correctly? I mean, you believe the world, oh, despite its problems, is oh. going to get better. Oh, I'm totally optimistic. I mean, if I wasn't optimistic, I wouldn't get out from under the bedclothes. No, 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 I'm absolute. I, I'm optimistic. I'll tell you why I'm optimistic, because here this morning on the, the seafront in Durban, I watched three men of similar age to myself in, in our early 60s walk to the end of the pier, climb over the railing and jump in the water for their morning swim. Now, you know, it would take more than that to get me going, I tell you, but I thought, oh, wow, good on you, mate. Good on you getting up like that. I'm watching people here just picking up litter. I'm watching people. There's an optimism because we have to be optimistic. So not, do, I am sceptical when I hear what government plans. I am sceptical when I realize the level of problems, but no cynicism. For me, Stephen, the best words in the world. Ready? Mm -hmm. The best words in the world are cabin crew, doors to automatic it means the doors are closed we're on our way the adventure is about to begin <laughs> i'm going to remember that um and we see you here fairly often richard i mean we're very happy to have you in south africa is there something that makes you keep coming back is there something we can capitalize something we can bottle and sell to grow our tourism market yes the people the warmth you know there's plenty of there's look there's plenty of places i can go and see leo the lion there's lots of beaches, and frankly, some of them are better than yours elsewhere in the world. There is beautiful mountains and scenery all over the world. But you have a warmth. You have a genuineness. The guy in my hotel this morning who made me the most spectacular cappuccino, and I know because I, I, my pandemic project was to learn to be a barista. So I watched him lovingly create this magnificent artist uh, piece on the top of my coffee. I couldn't do anything like that. You have the people and the people are what your is your secret weapon. And you're the people and the warmth and the genuineness of the Southern African welcome can't be beaten anywhere. Put that, bottle it, promote it, invest in it, and you will win with it. Richard Quest, thank you very much indeed. Lovely to talk to you. Really appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your time Always. here. Thank you very much. Always delighted to talk to you. CNN's Richard Quest here on SAFM this morning. Well, interesting to hear a global view in lots of different ways. And he makes the point about the warmth of the people. I remember... Um, about 15, 20 years ago, coming back from an international flight. And there was a person at the door of the aircraft who literally just said, welcome to South Africa. Kept saying it again and again. I thought I didn't get that in the UK, didn't get that in any other country that I've ever been in. So I thought that was very interesting what he said there at the end, his point about the warmth of us as South Africans. I wonder if you feel that or not. Well, Richard Quest, don't hear from him on SFM every day.